Amna Contractor is a superstar recruiter who I've had the pleasure of watching in action. She has this amazing ability to filter through candidates based on a series of questions to figure out who they are at their heart and soul and what purpose they'd like to serve. In doing this, she's been able to find these amazing culture fits for the clients she serves. And her and I were chatting about whether or not we could apply the same process and the same types of thinking that you would in recruiting to online dating when you're searching for that perfect fit and that perfect match for you. Basically, what would happen if we took our dating life as seriously as we took our careers? Here's what she had to say. You are a recruiter by trade, um, have had many years of experience of filtering through. Like, how many resumes do you filter through, would you say, in a week? In my life? Oh, in, in a week, I would probably say close to 50 to 60. Okay. Yeah. And you're trying to pick, what, the best candidate for... I'm trying to pick the best candidate for the different profiles that I'm hiring for. So if it's like a developer, um, I'd be looking for a profile that fits best with developer. But at the end of the day, I'm looking for the best person uh, who can fit, I guess, who can fit our culture. Oh, okay. Right? So I'm looking for the company more so than the team. Right. Um, I care mostly about if the person has any red flags okay. when it comes to their culture or their personality or anything that I would be like... No, I can't see them working well in a team. Yeah. And then the technical aspect comes from our technical leaders. Okay. So what I love about that is you're looking for the fit of the, the value system of the culture. of the, yes. the, the culture. Mm -hmm. So I want to apply this to dating profiles because online dating, oh my God, sorry. I am, I am, I am not someone who enjoys the experience because you are getting literally bombarded by not just visuals, but now I have to filter out through conversation who I actually want to go on a date with, right? So thinking of like culture and how that applies to what, how would you look for culture fits on an app? That's a very funny question. Um, I think, <laughs> I mean, I, I truly believe that recruitment and dating go hand in hand. Yeah. Right? Because when you're recruiting, you're looking for the best fit in your career. When you're dating, you're looking for the best fit as a, for a partner. Yeah. Um, so now if you look at dating, and I'll take Tinder or, you know, Coffee Meets Bagel or, any, or Bumble, any of them, they all have a profile, right? You have to think of your profile as your resume. And the resume tends to capture maybe your five, six years of experience. And you're trying to tell the person on the other end, let's pretend as your resume would be going to a recruiter, your culture and your personality. You literally have to share your personality through a piece of paper. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. You know, it might be fonts. It might be just content. Yeah. Um, some people, I've seen it once, you know, I'll give you an example of Legally Blonde, you know, when they, when she gave like a pink paper <laughs> of her resume and she's like, then you, you can get her personality just from the pink paper. Um, and then if you look and you translate that into your dating profile, your dating profile will always have space for you to write something about yourself. Yeah. Like a bio. Yeah. And now when you look at LinkedIn, LinkedIn also has that space for a bio. Yep. And when I'm going out there and I'm looking for, and I'm headhunting and I'm like, I need to find the best I don't know, developer out there. I look at their LinkedIn and I look at their bio and I was like, oh, you know, he has a very diverse skill set. You know, he's really personable or, you know, this candidate has, is really showing me their personality just by words in that. And it's like maybe three lines. Mm -hmm. It's like li it's literally just three lines, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. Um, yeah. So, so are you saying to shrink your profile down, like as to 
to distill everything about you as to three sentences. Because think about it, right? So for resumes, you know, as I said, I look at 50 to 60. I'm only looking at, you know, five seconds per resume. Yeah. Tinder, Bumble, it means bagel. <laughs> you're not looking at the profile and staring <laughs> at it. You're looking and, okay, guy looks cute, girl looks cute. Okay, what, what's, you know, what, what are they all about? And you're not going to read a paragraph. Of yeah. It. You want to be like, okay, they seem adventurous. They're, you know, they work in health, but they're also a personal trainer. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Oh. And then kind of... So do you think that's advantageous to put what I do for a living or my career or what space I'm in? Does I, that matter? I think it's a it's a conversation starter and also it is also nice. I think that there are people out there who have, and I've always heard that. So another example is when I'm looking for someone, I know three things I'm looking for. I have the requirements list. Okay. Right. So I know exactly what type of developer I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who has React and, you know, this tech stack. Um, who has experience with front end and back end, and I have three distinct requirements. As someone who's looking for a partner, most likely they also have three distinct <laughs> requirements. And if one person's requirements is, I want someone who's ambitious, or I want someone who's, um, you know, who's doing diverse things, or is actually a goal getter, um, and if you can share that in your profile, then why not? Okay, so let's clarify. So in my profile. I, am I sharing my value system with you in there? So, that, or am to I to a certain extent? Um, I wouldn't really go into the whole like religious any of you know that sort of space. Okay, I would certainly look more into the career aspirations. Okay, if that's something that's important to you, again, right? You don't want to just put your career aspirations, but you really are not very career driven, which is always okay, because there are folks that are just not into their career as much as they are with their family. But even if you talk about family, talk about career, talk about the things that truly matter to you, Okay. Um, because then you know that that's what you're looking for in your partner. So okay. when you're swiping, you're like, oh, this person talked about family, I did too, right? Okay. Let's go, right? Let's try to match it up. Let's hope they swipe. Let's hope they also swipe right. That's a whole nother issue altogether. Start, start with the how, first part. How, how do you force other people to swipe on your face? That's the other part. Um, <laughs> let's take the key learning is I'm going to put three things that I value. So I, it may not even be my career, but let's say I put in I love cooking, right? right. Those are So that's how I want to spend my time with right. someone. Right. Now I'm getting all these matches. And their profiles may not match, right? right? But there's something about them that I like. Mm -hmm. What questions, what's the, in those moments, those miniature moments mm -hmm. that are gonna make these big decisions for me, what question can I ask to help filter those? That's a great question. So for example, when you're recruiting, yeah. and I'm filtering to candidates, and I'm actually in the phone interview stage, right? Like, I like them, they have an interest in our company, so I'm gonna call them and try to gauge out you know, what are they really like? Why do they wanna work for the company? I'm not gonna ask them in the recruitment perspective why, you know, why they like me. I mean, sorry, in the dating perspective, I'm not gonna say why they like me, but I would ask them questions around, you know, what do you do in your spare time, right? Because those things really matter. People, some people really enjoy me time, and some yeah. people are very sociable. Um, and if the, the person is sociable, that might be something that you're going to have to cater to eventually. Right. And that's a make or break it for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, I know a friend of mine, she was really into her me time. And the guy was a very sociable um, person in the Toronto community, going to a lot of events. And she had to go alongside with him. 
And it really, really was uh, a damper in the relationship because it was hard for them. Right? She yeah. enjoyed me time with just him and her, and he was like, our me time is when we're with the network and the community. Yes. Um, and that stuff, if you find out later, it's tougher. And if you can find that out at the start, you know, understand what they're doing on their own. Understand uh, when they're alone. For example, when you say me time, is me time working on personal projects or is me time just watching TV? Right. Right? So if you're working on personal projects and it's like, oh, we have something that we, that's similar. You have a venture, I have a venture. Let's talk about it. So when, it, when I'm defining these value systems that I personally have, then I need to get really specific with those value systems, right? So is that what you're saying is like, so if I say I like, um, I like reading, well, that's great. Do you like reading at the library or do you like reading at home I or think, what do you like reading? I think the profile part of it, you can keep it general, yeah. right? You can put reading um, because you don't want to filter out the candidates right away. And when I say candidates, uh, I'm getting this. Yeah. I guess we'll call them candidates. Yeah, yeah we'll call candidates. Candidates. They are technically. So you don't want to filter the candidates out right away. When you get into the actual, hey, let's we've matched. Let's start have a have, start having a conversation. You can now say, oh, you know, um, do you read? Yeah. Oh, if so do you tend to read more so at home or in the library? And you know, I think the battle that comes with dating is not knowing which questions are appropriate and which questions are not appropriate, right? Right. Um, and I think that when you meet on an app. All questions are appropriate, right? Okay. I never think that um, you could, you should censor yourself, yeah. right? Because you you have, you know, you have the time or the luxury to ask them the questions before you meet with them, yeah. right? You don't want to meet with them right away and be like, oh, well, I just wasted a 30 minute commute to Starbucks or, you know, a bar and 20, $30, right? <laughs> you kind of want to vet them out, filter exactly. them out right away. Um, and again, there will always be things that are going to be red flags. Yep. Um, but you have to prioritize where the red flags sit, right? So, so if, they're personal red flags. Personal red or flags. Or they're like, what are some so that you some can identify? Flags. So let's say for myself, if I had three, uh, my requirements list uh, would be someone who has respect for other women, Yeah. right? Or someone who is very ambitious. Um, and then I meet someone and they're unemployed, right? It is not going to be a big, it is, immediately it is a red flag. You know, if they put it in the profile, that's a easy red flag because then now it would not swipe. Yeah. But thankfully, he didn't put it on his profile. But when we had started having the conversation, he mentioned he's unemployed. Now I can choose, is that going to be a red flag that's going to make me not want to meet with him? Right. Or is that going to be one that I'm going to still pursue, meet with him, engage what he's doing? Right, because now I'm like, well, he still seems pretty career driven, and I think he's still looking for the right gig, and you know, I, I think he's going to get a job in the next two or three months, and it's really not a big deal. Yeah. But for some folks, the immediate interaction matters, and if the immediate interaction says he's unemployed, we'll immediately cross him off. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of figuring out your balance and your requirements list, and I always go back to requirements lists mostly because my dad always taught me when I was dating is like you have to have two to three lists and not have a list longer than two to three and don't be too picky yeah right and I'm like that's hard um, <laughs> in recruitment you have to be picky but yeah. also in dating I understand where he's coming from because people have different personalities and um, there will always there'll be a red flag for him maybe from you yeah right and you just probably need the time to explain it right, right? and get that context Right. Some things you are like a purely red flag and you're like, I don't like this. Right. But I think to a certain extent, you do need the other person to prove themselves. Okay. So instead of maybe just like one or two questions that are going to help get you there, it's a series of questions that exactly. 
get exactly. you to exactly. And to, so, do you think it's a good idea to have a series of questions that you ask through the app, and then a series of questions Correct. that you ask in real in life? One hundred percent. And make sure that there's a little bit of a balance, right? Because now, if you're going on the app side and you're just the one, like in recruitment, when you're doing the phone interview side, the recruiter is not the only person who is asking the questions. The candidate on the other side has to also ask the question because it's a two-way street, right? Right. It's it's a mutual benefit agreement that we're trying to get into. Like, I want to have his his or her talent into our company. And the candidate wants the company, yeah. wants the professional development, and wants the benefits from the company. So if I'm doing a phone interview and I'm just like, so why are you doing this? What's your background? What's your comp like? What's this like? That's not giving the candidate an opportunity to talk or at least learn about myself. Yeah. Right? So when you're in the app, I feel that it's super crucial to find that balance and like a good, sometimes it ends up being like a 60-40 between the female and the male. Um, <laughs> So I've heard, um, but that's just because women like to talk. But there should be some sort of like either 50-50, 60-40 balance. Yeah. Right? Because if you're just constantly spitting out questions, now you're just overwhelming the person. And really, even if you have a red flag, like he or the person on the other end would just not want to pursue you anymore. <laughs> like, they're no. just freaking out now. It feels like an interrogation. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a, a question that I always think is really tricky and I've been advised both ways. When it asks what you're looking for, there are two schools of thought. One is be real and say if you want a relationship, say you want a relationship. But most people say, well, no, say that you want something casual just to see if it turns into something long term. What are your thoughts on, on that? So I'll tell you in the re recruitment perspective, um, yeah. that's a, that is a very tricky question. Um, so in the recruitment perspective, and I will go with saying, hey, do you want a full-time or a contract position? Right. Okay. So when you think of full-time, you think the person's ready, they're committed, they want to be loyal to the company, um, they want the benefits, they want it all. Okay. Yeah. Now when you look at contract, they don't get the benefits, but they get the space yeah. once in a while. Uh, 20, 30 hours a week, um, and they know at the end of the day, like their contract is going to end. Yep. Right? Um, so relate that to dating. Okay. Right, so full time, committed relationship. Uh, they're gonna, you're going to get the benefits from each. Yep. Contract is more like casually dating. Don't know when it's going to end. Right? It could be, you, you could, you know, renew it. Right. Right? So um, that's the way that I'll see it in my head when, yeah. you, when you mentioned it and trying to put that layer on top of recruitment and dating. Um, now, when a candidate tells me, when I ask a candidate, are you looking for full-time and contract, there are, again, two schools of thought. One candidate would be like, I'm actually just looking for contract, because right. that's the route I've decided. Um, you know, I have already been incorporated, so you know, they've done a few things prior to this engagement that has solidified that the fact that they want to be a, con a contract worker. Uh, nothing will change that mind. Like yeah. 100%, there's not one thing they'll be like, well, are you sure? We'll give you benefits. No, I want contract. Yeah. Um, when it's a full-time, when someone says, you know, I'm open to both, then I'm like, okay, I want to explore your profile a little bit more yeah. because now we know you're flexible. Okay. Right? Now I know you're flexible to cater towards our contract pool or also our full-time pool. Okay. Now when I'm pushing that into dating, um, now this could be a biased opinion. Right. Okay. So I find that the best way to approach this is yeah. saying that you're flexible. Right. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because not a lot of folks out there are confident and especially again, I'm very generalizing here, but males, 
males know that they might be looking for a committed relationship, but they won't admit it. Yeah. Right? And I'll take my brother as an example. Um, you know, we know that he's looking, but he will never say that I'm looking for a committed relationship. Right? Because it's hard. It's a hard thing to swallow. Yeah. It's a hard thing to be like, oh, I am actually looking now. Like, this is a scary thought. Yeah. Rather than just saying that I'm flexible to both. Like, I'm looking for the person that can make me happy. That's the goal for, you know, that's the whole goal for all dating apps. So they're temporary happy or permanent. Yeah, <laughs> temporary like, happy. Right? I just need to fix for the next right? so temporary, three months. Exactly. A temporary happiness would just be someone who's just casually dating. And permanent happiness is like, hey, I'm looking for a long-term partner. So technically, then, it doesn't really matter. I think for me, what I've noticed is, though, when I look for shorter-term things, I t- alleviate the pressure of finding right. my forever person. And I think that changes the filter and the type of questions I ask. Because exactly. I'm a very intense person. So, like, when I'm looking, I'm, like, asking this person, like, 10 years down the line, where do you want to be? And like, but if you say those questions, so when you say those questions, does that align with the fact that you're looking for short-term engagement? No, so that's exactly right. it. So when I, now that I changed, I've changed my perspective and saying, you know what, I just, I want, and I'm being sincere. I think that the point of all this is it doesn't matter what you ask 100%. or what you have 100%. on your profile, you have to be authentic to Correct. yourself. Correct. Um, and so now I've changed and said, you know, I just need something to get me through for the next three months. And exactly. I just want someone to hang out with and get through the summer wedding <laughs> season with. It would be great. You At know? least you're honest about that. Yeah. Right? And, but that changes my filter criteria now, right? And right. so, and, it, and it's changed the questions that you're asking as well. So now, if you're looking for someone in the summer, summer time, yeah, to give the company yeah. for summer weddings, you, sh- we, you know, we shouldn't care what the life looks like ten years from now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So then we'd have to take that, and the best way to, appro- I guess, the best approach to this would be knowing if you want casual. Oh, wait, I'm going to go recruitment. If you want contract or full-time. Right. Right. So if you're for sure with contract just for the summer months, then yeah. that's okay. But then now we have to create a requirements list just for that. Yep. Because now if you're looking full-time, your requirement list will change. Yeah. Right? Because there might be some overlaps. Being like, I want a nice person. Well, obviously, we want a nice person. Um, but I want someone who, you know, who has the flexibility to accommodate to my schedule for the next three months. Yeah. While for full-time... Sure, that's a nice to have, but you're gonna look for something a little bit more serious. Yeah. You know, do they respect people, or do they um, do they have a big family, like things yeah. like that? What are their values? Can I introduce them to my family? Do they want to buy a exactly. home? Like, and you might not care about the values of the short-term engagement person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, can I take you to introduce you to my friends, exactly. and that's about it? Like, exactly. I'm probably not introducing you to mom exactly. and dad. You know. And then from the requirements list, you can now build out your questions for the first filtering, which would just be purely by looking at the screen, uh, by purely looking at your Tinder or Bumble profile. Um, Then the second screen, which would be the actual conversation you'll be having, you know, what questions, five questions you want to get out of the person. And then the last but not least, in-person interview, which would be when you're actually having that coffee chat with with the person. Yeah. So you're saying have separate question list for separate yeah and it doesn't occasions. have to be like 10 questions i would even put like three to five yeah and then you have themes for it right so then you know okay these are like re- really diluted like the macro level questions are at the start yep and then they just keep getting more detailed and detailed until you get to the in-person and as you keep meeting for in-person interviews you're just learning a little bit more about themselves love it um so final takeaways again if we were to like narrow this down to one thing that someone could start doing right now to help them out would you say it's find out the value system would you say it's come up with the list 
what what's my step by step? I think the step by step is talking to yourself and figuring out yes your values and building your requirements list. Yeah. Not too detailed, just figuring out what are you truly looking for. Um, make it three to five points, and then start diluting. And once you have your requirements list, you can now move on to the next steps, which is what questions will I ask the person? Yeah. And how will I build my own profile? Because if we're expecting to see a profile, we should probably make sure our own profile is just as great. Oh, so that's even even better is look inside yourself first. So yeah. look at yourself, look at what you might be reflecting. And look at your past um, experiences and see where, you know, see where you had the not so great experiences and then try to take that and build your requirements list. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for taking all this time to, to walk us through. I mean, obviously, recruitment is, you know, finding the best possible candidate. And I don't know why we don't apply many of those rules more often into our dating life. Um, but you are a recruiter by trade and people can find you um, on LinkedIn. Um, where else can people find you? They can also find me on Twitter. Yep. So I will be trying to post a lot more on recruitment habits, recruitment statistics. Um, and also now that I spoke to you a little bit more on the overlap between recruitment and dating, uh, I never realized it until our conversations and actually going through and realizing, wow, so many overlaps. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to share more insights uh, as much as I can possibly have. Yeah. Um, I know the experience of dating. I myself met my partner also through an app, uh, oddly. Um, so I know the experience, but I think that if we go through it in a very strategic approach, uh, we'll be able to find our partner. That's awesome. That's good advice. And your Twitter handle is? Uh, I'm not contractor. Awesome. Amna, thank you very much. Thanks, and uh, yeah, hiring for the heart. I hope, uh, I hope we've had a few hearts touched out I there. I really hope so. I'll let you know how mine goes, but uh, yeah, so Keep far. Keep us posted. <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. Thank you. Thanks.